Give a big hand to the band. As you're grabbing your seats, please grab a Bible and grab a pen and grab a note paper because this is a lesson you want to take notes on. Today we're kicking off a series we're going to do through the month of May called The Birds and the Bees. Now regardless of what you may or may not know about dating, sex, romance, love, Regardless of what you think you know, maybe what you've seen in movies or TV shows or or what your friends tell you or or maybe just what you've experienced yourself, this series for me is going to be a chance for us to have a pretty open conversation about relationships. We're going to have different people up here different weeks. Uh, uh, We're going to do some panels. We're going to answer some questions. The whole thing's going to be great. Um, But my hope is that at the end of it, you will have a clearer view or picture of what healthy relationships look like in all these different ways that we do relationships. So I got a question for you. Uh, It's going to be up here on the screen. I want you to take it seriously for a second. Just think about it for a moment, okay? Have you ever felt the highs and lows of a dating relationship? Some of you may say, I'm not allowed to date, so I haven't dated anyone, and I'm not going to be able to date until I'm like, you know, 13 or 23 or 33, whatever your dad or mom says, like some crazy age. Uh, Some of you may say, Justin, I've dated And I know tons about dating. I could actually probably give you a couple lessons about dating, Justin. Why don't we meet after service, and I'll tell you all the things I've learned from all my relationships. You're counting all your fingers and all your toes. You can't just remember them all. You just have so much dating experience. Regardless of where you fall on this, everyone has highs and lows, and we know this makes sense. Like, everyone in just life has, you know, highs and lows, and, you know, in every area of their life, sometimes things are working out really well, sometimes things are not working out so well, but when it comes to relationships, there's a complication there, okay? Because relationships are, are not just a thing. They're actually a matter of the heart. I mean, you know, a relationship, if you're in a relationship with someone, even if it's a parent, you know, kid relationship, a sibling relationship, it, maybe it's a dating relationship, so it's like a guy, girl that says they like you, or you like them, you're trying to work the whole thing out. When, when the heart is involved, it makes things complicated. Now, let me tell you a story. When I was in seventh grade, uh, with a school I went to, there's a beautiful girl in my class. Uh, she was a blonde. I've always been into blondes. My wife's a blonde. I know, my wife, that's why, she's gorgeous, okay? And this girl, she was just, she was just so pretty in seventh grade, and I, and I wanted to ask her. I really liked her, but I didn't, have the, I didn't have the guts to do it. I just didn't have the guts to do it. But my friends, they were always encouraging me, dude, you got to ask her out. You just got to do it. You got to, you know, you know, be a man. You got to go up. You got to ask her out. You got to grow up. And I, I had uh, my lunch that day. My mom, you know, made me some pasta. And after lunch, we went, they have this courtyard area at my school, and we're kind of all hanging out in the courtyard area. And, so, and I walk out there because I decided this was going to be the day I was going to do it, okay? This was going to be the day I was going to do it. I'm, I'm very nervous, okay? I see her in the courtyard, all right? She does not see me, but I see her. I'm looking right at her. I'm heading her way. And I'm very nervous. My palms are very sweaty. There's vomit on my sweater already. It's mom's spaghetti. See that? See what I did there? See what I did there? I'm funny. And I walked right up to her and I said, I, you know, I'm, you know, fuddling for words. I got a question. You know, I don't know what you're doing you know, this Friday, but you know, maybe if you're not doing anything, you, you just think maybe I could take you out to dinner into a movie. What are you thinking? And I'm, you know, this pause, the dramatic, the overly dramatic pause, and she looks at me and she says, "Absolutely, let's do it." So I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is, this is awesome!" Yeah, she's like, "Yeah," I'm like, "This is awesome." 
And like that walk home from school, all my buddies are a lot of high fives and, you know, fist bumps and chest bumps. That's what guys do. Chest bumps. We're like, oh, yeah. And like, it was a big deal. And we went out that weekend. I picked her up. And we, well, I mean, my mom picked her up. And, you know, we, but it was like Uber. It's like a parent Uber thing. And she's driving. And we're in the back seat just making small talk about, you know, life and whatnot. And we went to see a movie. And we had dinner. And the whole thing went great. We actually went on a couple more dates, okay? We actually, like, did dates. We, like, dated for, like, three months. We went on dates here and there and did things after school. And it was great. Uh, and it, the Sadie Hawk dance was coming up, which Sadie Hawkins dance, like back in New York, it's where the girls ask the guys. And so, you know, the maybe you have like a, you know, a, a sibling and they've done prom and, you know, they, you know, they have, they've asked them in a very elaborate way. That's usually how I see these photos on Instagram of old students who ask dates out on very elaborate ways. And that's kind of what it was. The girls asked the guys but in very elaborate ways. And she asked me to the dance, okay? So I'm going to the dance with her. And everything, dude, everything was so good. Everything was so good. And then like a week later after the dance, like we were in that same courtyard hanging out and, and you know, she says like, hey, I want to talk to you. I'm like, sure, babe. What do you want to talk? I'm calling her babe now. We have this close romantic relationship. I know. So I'm like, sure, babe. What do you, babe, what do you want to talk about? And she's like, hey, you know, you know David, right? And you know, David was a friend. Not this David, a different David. Uh, you know, you know David. I'm like, oh yeah, David. Love David. You know, you know he's great. Uh, well, David asked me out on a date and I kind of want to go out with him. I think we should see other people. And in that moment, my world came crashing down to the ground. David had taken everything from me. In that moment, David had to go. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I look back at that moment, and I laugh about it now. I look back, I laugh about it. You know, but man, I was so dramatic. I was so, I was so, you know, emotional. I was so upset when I was in seventh grade. But here's the thing. When relationships are involved, and the heart is involved, it is very emotional, and it's very serious to us. And here's the thing, this is, and this is what I know, okay? If we don't understand healthy relationship, then we can't have healthy relationship with other people. And here's the most important relationship, and I want you guys to know this is the most important relationship, and it's going to be up here on the screen, I want you to see this. And you, if, you, if you don't understand healthy relationships, we will make a mess of every relationship we have. And when I want you to learn about healthy relationships, and if you're taking notes, like this is the note-taking moment, I want you to put God in big letters, G-O-D, because this is my deal as a pastor and as your friend and as someone who cares about students and cares about junior high, you know, students, you know, all over the place. Uh, if you don't have a healthy relationship with God, you will not be able to have a healthy relationship with other people. If you don't understand that relationship and the purpose and the health of that relationship with God, you will not be able to have healthy relationships with other people in other places. You know how I know this is true? I'll tell you why I know this is true. Because the Bible talks about relationship. The Bible actually talks about relationship a lot. And like all things that God made, God also made relationship. He talks about it in the book of Genesis, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Because in order for you to understand relationship, we have to take a look at the very beginning when relationship started, when it was made. So put your eyes to the screen. This is Gen. If you have your Bibles, feel free to open it up. It's basically page one, so it doesn't take a lot of you know thought to just open up the Bible. And then page one is Genesis one. This is what's going on. Uh, Genesis one one. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Okay. God's creating everything. God is in the creating mood, so he's creating stuff. This is where we pick up in verse 10. And there's a point to this, and I'm, you're going to see the point if you, if you, if you open your, your eyes to this. Okay? This will be good stuff I like today. I'm in a very good mood today. I had a great night's sleep. I'm feeling great today. Uh, God called the dry ground land and gathered the waters and called them the seas. And God saw 
that it was good. So basically, God's creating all the land, the mountains, the stuff that we walk on, all the water, the stuff we surf on, the stuff we boat on. He's creating all that, putting it all together. God looks at that and says, this is good. The stuff I've made, this is good. The way that it is, the way I've made it, it is good. All right, here's the next verse. It's important you need to pay attention to this. The land produced vegetation, plants bearing seed according to their kinds and trees bearing fruit with seed in it according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. So God looks at all the things he just made. You know, I look at all the oranges I made. Where are my orange people? Orange people? All right, where are my strawberry people? All right, where are my banana people? Boo! I am not a banana. I don't like, hey, don't like bananas. Don't like potassium. But... God makes all this stuff, and he looks and he says, all this is good. All the palm trees I've made, all the fruit trees, all the poison ivy, all the poison oak dumb people use as toilet paper when they don't know the wilderness. All that stuff I've made is good. The way I made it is good. I don't need to make any changes to it. The way I've made it is good. This is what it says in the next verse. You're going to see this. This is what it says. Uh, next verse, it's coming up, here it is. Then the, Lord, uh, then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground, which is boys, that's why we like playing in the dirt so much, we get dirty, because we came from the dirt, okay, it's true. Uh, and, breathed, uh, and breathed into his nostril the breath of life. So turn to the person next to you and try and breathe up their nostril, go. Oh, that's gross. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, that's it. So some of you actually did that, and the rest of you were like, I'm not doing that. And, but the boys, they were like, let me see your nose, very weird. Uh, and here we go, this is important, and the man became a living being, okay, this is very important, here's the next verse, this is very important, if you're tracking with me, you're going to see this, okay, uh, the Lord God took the man, put him in the garden, uh, the garden of Eden to work and take care of it, and the Lord God commanded the man, you're free to eat anything from the tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, for when you eat from it, you will certainly die, so let me give, a, this isn't in the notes, this is a freebie for you, so let me kind of set the scene as we have it so far. God creates everything, creates all this stuff. Then he creates man. Now, this is the first relationship in existence. This is relationship number one. First relationship ever. It's a relationship between God and man. The relationship between God, the, you know, who, the creator of everything, and the first human person who is created in God's image, just like we are we're creating God's image, the guy named Adam. And this is the first moment in that relationship. So you've got to think, this is like the beginning of relationships. The first thing God does it just sets healthy boundaries around a relationship. He basically looks at him and says, hey, listen, you can do anything you want in the Garden of Eden. I made this. This place is great. You just can't eat from this one tree. There's a boundary there. Now, here's the thing. If you have relationships with people and you don't have boundaries, like already I hope you're learning that there's, it's okay to have boundaries in relationships. It's healthy. God sets boundaries in relationships. First relationship ever, God sets a boundary. It's one of the first things he does. And then we see this as we continue in the book of Genesis is what it says next. I want you to see this. The Lord God said, if you've been paying attention, then you're going to get all these. I'm going to connect all the dots for you. It is not, not, you see that, Gavin? Not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. So I want you to hear this, okay? This is important. So he created the land, the oceans, all the vegetation, the food, all the oranges and all the apples and all this, the poison ivy. He makes everything. And then he makes human beings and he says, you know what? It's, it's not good good. This is not good. Like this guy's here and he's working in the Garden of Eden and, and, and I have relationship with him, but you know what? It's, it's not good for him just to be alone, for him to be the only person. Now, I want to hear this. Could he have just been the only person? Well, yeah, of course he could be the only person. Like, he could have been in that and, you know, we wouldn't all be here and it would just be Adam and God hanging out forever. But God knew something very important that I hope you guys know. 
which is people are made to be in relationship. I want you to, it's going to be up on the screen. I want you to write this down. This is what it says. God knew we needed each other. God knew we needed each other. Now, I don't know if anyone's like this. I was not like this. I'm like the, so the opposite of this, which makes it hard to connect this, uh, but I want you to hear it, okay? I have had friends that have worn a certain label on them. We've talked about labels before. And the label has said this, loner, okay, loner. And it's not a label that they've taken for themselves, but typically they'll, they'll pick out, you know, the person, they'll be like, oh, no, that person, like, they, they just like to be alone. They like to do their own thing. Now, here's the reality. That that's an unhealthy label. That's not a good thing. Because we weren't made to do our own thing. Is it good to have alone time? Yeah, Jesus took alone time. He took alone time, and, and he sat there, and he talked with God. That's healthy. That's a good thing to have some alone. My wife likes to take time and read a book. Maybe you guys like taking a time in your room, just relaxing. Just you. You're introverted, and you're just like, you, alone time is a good thing for you. But alone time forever is not how God made us. God did not make us to be alone. He made us to be in relationship with each other. He knew we needed each other. Anyway, I want you to write this down. It's going to be up here on the screen, okay? This is a very important thing. We need relationships. A lot of you might think, well, why did he create it? What was the plan behind this? Well, the plan is that he knows we need relationships with one another. He, the very beginning of relationships, now the very beginning, okay, when everything was the most healthy that it could be, he knew that he wanted to put boundaries and healthy relationships have boundaries. And he knew that we need to be in relationship with other people. So he created more people. And we did this whole thing because he knew we need relationships. That's how he made us. We're not meant to be alone. We're not meant to be by ourselves. You know, if someone ever looks at you and is like, oh, no, you're, you know, you're just kind of a loner. You just do your thing. Do not embrace that. That's a lie. Don't embrace that as an identity label that you wear that says, oh, I'm just a loner. Do, do you like alone time? Yeah, it's healthy to like alone time. Sometimes I like alone time. It's very rare, but I do. But I know people who like a lot more alone time, they need alone time, and that's not a bad thing. But to say you're a loner who only likes to be alone is, is not how God made you. So that's an untrue statement. And it, because we are made we, to be in relationship. We're, we need relationships. Here, here's what I want you to write down. It's going to appear on the screen. Relationships, though, are complicated, and we know that. So sometimes we actually turn away from relationships because they're complicated. Now, here's the thing. This is what, this is what I figured out, okay? All relationships are complicated if we allow that complication to be the thing that, that is the wedge between us and relationships, if we let that be the wedge, then that will be the wedge in every relationship for the rest of our lives. Seriously, it will be. Okay, if we let that be the wedge. Let me give you an example, okay? You know, relationships and, you know, they're, they're complicated, right? When, when I was a kid, I played baseball. All right, me and my dad, we have a really tense relationship, but, like, back then, like, we had a better relationship. But even when I played baseball, like, I could hit a triple, and it, I, it doesn't matter. I should have hit a home run. And I, I'll steal second base, but that doesn't matter because I could have gone for third. Like, it was never good enough for him when it came to sports. Like, he was an athlete, and he thought I should be more of an athlete. And, and that made our relationship very complicated. You know, you have a friend, and you have a great relationship with your friend. And things are going really good in this friendship. Like, you know, you guys are there for each other, and you're joking, and you're laughing. But then something is said by someone somewhere, and they hear it. And, and they say that you're the one who said it. And that friend who was your friend now turns on you because what they heard they don't like. And so now they start talking about you behind your back. And they're not saying nice things. They're actually saying really hurtful things. And it's a relationship and it's a friendship, and, but that relationship became very complicated. Okay? Relationships can be complicated. Now here's the choice we have. We can either be the opposite of how God made us to be and never have a relationship with anyone, or we can figure out how to have healthy relationships so that the relationships we have with other people are also healthy. 
know, we got to have a healthy relationship with God first. And here's the thing. Very rarely do we spend time figuring out how to have a healthy relationship with God. This is what's so good. I want you to throw up, up on the screen. You're going to see this real quick. Just as an update, uh, if you didn't notice, there's a couple relationships here. There's the Adam and Eve relationship. So that's, uh, that's, that's Adam and then that's Eve, the, the woman that's there. Like the two of them are there naked, running around the Garden of Eden naked together. And that's the deal. And then there's God and the two of them. So it's God and, you know, Adam and Eve, and they're walking around in the Garden of Eden together, naked. They're going to dinner. They're having dinner by the trees, eating fruit, naked. They're riding horses together. Just imagine this beautiful Garden of Eden, riding horses, galloping through the countryside, naked. And all these things are happening with no clothes on. And it's so, it's, it's so out of it, but it's in the Bible. You guys got to read the Bible. There's good stuff in there. And those are the primary relationships we're looking at. But now we're going to insert another person, another relationship into this. All right, because here's the thing. This is what I believe, okay? You can have a healthy relationship going, and there's anything can happen to kind of throw it out of whack to make it unhealthy. You know, if you have a relationship, a really healthy relationship going with God and, like, things are really going good, but then you have that friend that says, God, church, what are you doing? You're wasting your time. Like, that can throw things out of whack. You know, it also can throw it out of whack when you don't have a relationship with God and you're trying to find other relationships to fill it. You know, here's the thing. This is what we find in the next verse. We're going to read this. Uh, we're going to right into it. The Lord God commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree of the garden, so this is just reminding you, but you must not eat from the tree of knowledge and good and evil. For when you eat from it, you will surely die. This is the boundary that God's put around this healthy relationship he has with Adam and Eve. Now this is what happened. This serpent, Satan, shows up in the garden. He's there. He doesn't care about Adam and Eve. He doesn't care about God. He cares about himself. And he goes and he meets with Eve and is talking with her and explaining to her why this tree is so good and why she should eat from the tree. And this is what the Bible says. Uh, it's going to be in the next verse. I want you to see it. And the serpent says, you will not certainly die, the serpent says to the woman. For God knows, this is so good, I want you to hear this, that when you eat from it, your eyes will be open. And you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Do you know what the serpent's doing? The serpent is like that negative friend who is just like filling your head with lies, okay? It's the negative friend, and we all know friends like this, all right? And, and, and it's a tough deal, but we all know people like this. And like they'll get in your ear, and they'll be saying like, hey, you know, you know that person, you know, you know what they're really saying about you behind your back? No, what are they really saying about me? Oh, and they're saying, and then they just list off all these terrible things. Like, that, that's like this friend. Their job is to, like, create this wedge and build this wedge just out of thin air between relationships. And right now, Satan's job is to create this wedge in the relationship between people, Adam and Eve, and between God. And that's all his job is. That's all he's working for. That's his only goal is to create a wedge. Now, we're talking about healthy relationships, right? From right now, Adam and Eve have a pretty great relationship with God. They're listening to what God says. They're spending time with God naked. They're walking around with God, talking with him naked. This whole time they're naked. Totally nuts. Then they hear this very clear boundary. Don't eat from the tree. It's not even that big of a deal. Don't eat from the tree. Eat any tree you want, but don't eat this one tree. It's a boundary. It's a healthy boundary. There are healthy boundaries in relationships. But then Satan shows up and says, no, no, no. Listen, God knows that when you eat from the tree, your eyes will be. God knows he's just keeping the truth from you. See, God's lying to you. That I'm the one who's telling the truth. You can't trust him. You should trust me. You know, this is what happens. The woman ends up actually eating from the tree. It's going to be up here. I want you to read it. It's going to be up here right in front of you. Um, when the woman saw the fruit was from the tree was good, so she took some of the fruit. She ate the fruit. was good and pleasing to the eye. She also, uh, and also desirable um, for gaining wisdom. She took some of it and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it. 
Now, this is a huge moment, okay? This is a huge moment. Because this is the moment. Like, if you ever, like, look back and you're trying to figure out, like, all right, what was the moment, like, the broken moment between, you know, people and God? What was that moment, okay? This was the moment. This was the moment where things got unhealthy between us and God. It's going to be up here on the screen. I want you to write it down. This was the moment things got unhealthy between us and God. Because this was the moment we stepped out of the boundary that God had set for us in this relationship, and we decided we were going to do our own thing. And here's the deal. When there's a boundary and you step out of it to do your own thing, like, we know that we suffer for that. I mean, think of any relationship you have. Parent, you know, is great. I, my mom was great. She is great. Uh, when I was a kid, there's boundaries in the house. Like, there's rules you got to follow and things you got to do. It's like simple stuff. There's boundaries. And when I stepped out of those boundaries, like, it did not work out for me because I had, was breaking the boundaries put in there in the relationship that me and my mom had. So when she said, oh, Justin, you know, th- you live here. Things are great here. Listen, you just got a couple chores you got to do. And it, it, this is just kind of the stuff that comes, in, you know, in relationship. And this is, you know, healthy stuff. And when I didn't do those things and things went sideways and there was a big argument and a fight and I was grounded, it, it's not because, like, she's mean and I'm terrible. It's because I knew what the boundaries were and I stepped out of it and things didn't work out. All right, let's talk about dating for a second. Maybe you're dating someone, and, you know, you feel like, or maybe you're not dating. Maybe you're just talking. You're ma- I don't know what you're doing. You're, you're Instagramming, direct private messaging with pigeon birds. I don't know what you're doing, okay? It doesn't matter what you're doing. Whatever you're doing, you're doing it. Okay? I don't know what you're doing, but I don't, whatever you're doing, you're doing it. And you're doing it, and, then, you know, and you know, things, things feel great, okay? And you kind, of, you kind of feel like there's a, like a boundary put in this relationship to make this whatever relationship it is healthy. But then, like, things that aren't healthy start, like, coming up. Things that, like, make you uncomfortable. Things that, you know, like, uh, things are good, but then, like, he, you know, he's kind of asking for you to send, you know, stuff that you're not really comfortable sending. Or, you know, this photo that you're not really comfortable with. Or, or you know, the, to talk in a way that, you know, you're not really comfortable with. And you feel like that's outside the boundary. And something that was healthy is now becoming unhealthy. Or, you know, you're, you're just there, and you're, maybe it's not even a dating. It's just a friendship thing. And things are going really good in this friendship. Like, you guys are buddies. Everything's great. But, like, then, like, something happens to offend, and this rumor gets started. And usually, like, rumors, like, things that are hurtful are outside the boundaries of healthy friendship. And so what happens is, like, that thing that was healthy, that was working, that friendship starts not working. Because it's not healthy anymore. And it's, and it's actually hurting you. And it's not good. And this was the moment that the unhealthiness in our relationship with God started. When we decided we were going to do our own thing. Now, I want you to see this. It's going to be up here on the screen. I want you to write this down. It's very, very good stuff. Messes happen. When relationships push us away from a healthy relationship with God. Messes happen when relationships push us away from a healthy relationship with God. So, you know, the Satan shows up and is like, hey, you know, I know you have this thing going with God, but trust me on this. The tree is fine. Don't worry about what God says. He's holding stuff back. He's lying to you. You should just do your own thing. You know, messes happen when relationships push us away from a healthy relationship with God. When a friend is like, what, you go to church? What are you doing wasting your Sunday? You should sleep in and come to my house. We'll play video games or, or we'll, I don't even know what else there is to do on a Sunday. They're really not great cartoons like there used to be. So Sundays are pretty rough. That's why you go to church on Sunday. You shouldn't do that. Like, why are you wasting your time? And there, there's this relationship, right? And this relationship is, is trying to push you away from a healthy relationship with God. And maybe they don't even know they're doing it, but they're doing it. You know, there's another kind of relationship, and it's going to be up here on the screen. Messes happen when our relationships take the place of a healthy relationship with God. So maybe you don't have a healthy relationship with God. You don't even know what a healthy relationship with God looks like. So you're just trying to find relationships to kind of fill that place for you, and you don't even know how to go about it, so you're going about it all the wrong ways. 
Like, you hear all these things about God, like he loves us and he accepts us and he wants to be around us and he, he thinks we're beautifully made just the way we are, but we don't have a relationship with God, so we're going to go find someone else who will do all those same things, who will tell us we're beautiful and wonderful and made and, you know, beautiful the way we are and, and they want to be around us and, and we, d- we want that. But here's the thing, if we're looking for relationships to fill that place that, that God fills, that, that place of healthy relationship with God, I'm telling you, that we're, messes happen in our lives. Things will start to fall apart. You, do you know why I believe this to be true? And it's going to be the big idea for today. I want you guys to write this down. It's very simple stuff, all right? Uh, when you have a healthy relationship with God, you bring that health into every other relationship. That's why I believe that. So let me give you an example. I'm going to tell you a quick story. When I was in high school, I, was, I got mega sick. I, it was winter time. I got this cold that was just pretty nuts, and it was contagious. And then it like it became like this respiratory thing. And it was I was in the doctor a time. I was in the hospital one time, and it was really really messy. And I'd be at home, and I'm a terrible sick person, by the way. When I'm sick, I, I need to be taken care of, like, hand and foot. Like, I need, like, even now as an adult, when I get sick, I'm, like, at home. I'll take weeks off of work, even for something minor, because I'm kind of a wussy, but I'm willing to own that, okay? So I was very sick, but this was a very legitimate sickness. And I would you want to, I'd feel a little bit better, and I'd want to go out and be hanging out with my friends and go to school or go to church. Like, I want to be around people. But it was tough because I was just so sick. So I'd feel a little bit better, so I'd go outside, and I'd be around people. And I'd get even sicker. I'd come back home, and I'd you know, sleep that night, but then that night was terrible. I'd get even sicker, and I'd go to the doctor the next day, and they'd be like, you just can't go outside. Like, you can't be around people. You're sick. And, like, this happened, like, two or three times. Like, I felt a little bit better. I felt like I was okay, but I, just, I wasn't totally healthy. And so I went outside, and I got sicker, and I got the people around me sick. And, and finally, you know, I'm sitting there with my doctor. My doctor was a super cool guy, but he was just very honest with me. He was like, Justin, listen, you are sick, and when you're around people, you get them sick. If you want people around you to be healthy, you have to wait until you are healthy. And that that stuck with me for the rest of my life. Because you know what? I looked at the relationships in my life, and I realized all the different relationships in my life that were unhealthy. And it's because I wasn't healthy with God. My relationship with God was unhealthy. So it meant every other relationship I had was also unhealthy. But when my relationship with God became healthy, when it was very, very healthy, and then I started dating, and I met Brit. And it was a healthy relationship. And then I make friends, and they're healthy relationships. And even the relationship I have with my mom, it's different. It's healthy because my relationship with God is healthy. Because if your relationship with God is not healthy, you will take unhealth into every other relationship you have. If your relationship with God is healthy, then you will take health into every relationship you have. And if you're wondering, Justin, I don't know if you're right or not. Like this, this sounds, you know, I'm not sure. Give it a shot. Spend time trying to make sure your relationship with God is healthy. Just give it a shot. Even if you just do it for a month. Just give it a shot. And, and if you start to see a difference in all your other relationships because your God relationship is healthy, you'll start to see that maybe I'm onto something, that the relationships we have with other people, it's actually impacted by how we have a relationship with God. So remember, when you have a healthy relationship with God, you bring that health into every other relationship. So when you get into your car today and you're driving to wherever you're going to have a lunch, hopefully somewhere delicious, I'm going somewhere delicious, and your mom or dad, they sit you in the car and they look at you and they turn the heat up and they turn the, the, the lights on and they look at you in the face and they say, what did you learn today? You're going to be able to look at them and say, you know what I learned today? I'm going to tell you what I learned today. I learned when you have a healthy relationship with God, you bring that health in every other relationship. And then you're going to turn the heat up even more, look back at them with your iPhone light right in their eyeball. Even if they're driving, it's fine. And you're going to look at them, and what are you going to say to them? What 
What did you learn today? Because if they're going to ask you, you better ask them. Here's my hope for this series that we learn about relationship. Our band is ready. They have a song ready for us just to kind of mark, you know, the, the end of the service and, and hopefully be something to fill you up before you go on and take the day. I'm going to get back up and pray over us before we go. Uh, I'm a big fan of junior high. Everyone, put your, hold on, put your notes in your pocket. You'd be surprised how many people leave them. Put your notes in your pocket and then stand on up with me. Band, are you ready? Take yeah, it away. The band is awesome.